All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. It's probably one of my favorite shows of the year. We did it last year as well. And it's March Madness, baby. March Madness. We're going to throw out some perfect brackets for you guys. Uh, We all have different brackets, but uh, they're all perfect in our eyes, at least as of now. Joining us, we got Quinn, Josh, and Connor. We're going to break down each of our own teams. Guys, thanks for joining in. And uh, let's start off with drinks today. Connor, what we got? We've got a pineapple passion fruit, AHA flavored water. Okay. Josh, what about you? I have, this was the last bottle in our fridge. It's a North Coast Brewing Scrimshaw. I've never had it. It was the last bottle. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) You'll have to give us a little review at the end. Quinn, what about you? Uh, Just a basic uh, Coors Light. Hey, yeah, I got Going this, simple. I got this Merchants Keep IPA that I got from Aldi, and uh, I hate pale ales, and uh, it's just as terrible as I thought it would be. So, <laughs> no surprise there. But uh, you know, I got to finish it and the rest of the six pack because I bought it. All right, before we go into sleeper picks, dark horse teams, and overrated teams, final four picks, let's jump into our own teams. Kind of a little bit of an update. The last time we were together a few weeks ago talking about our teams and uh for the most part i don't think there was too many surprises uh quinn marquette um i thought they were surging at the middle of the season and they just kind of they kind of slowed down there a little bit i thought they were going to be maybe a a top seven seed but uh they're facing off against north carolina in the first round with a possible matchup um up against baylor in the second yeah uh i don't like the matchup at all uh (laughs) UNC is a good rebounding team, Marquette's not. And I think UNC is, like, hot right now. They beat Duke. Obviously, I think they made it to the semis of the ACC. Um, they got a bunch of big guys that are, like, strong, like, built. Marquette's got big guys and block shots. That's about it. Yeah. So, I don't like the matchup, but also, I really like the matchup against Baylor if they can get past UNC because Baylor is a really weak number one. I think they're the weakest number one. So, I think it's a good matchup for them if they can get past UNC. Yeah, and we can talk, and I'll I'll probably maybe pick them for my overrated team of the bracket. But uh, yeah, I mean, if they got to the second round, not the end of the world. That's just an automatic out, um, as if they were playing Gonzaga or Arizona or something. So um, yeah, there's a yeah, decent path for them. But yeah, it's a tough yeah. matchup right off the start. They didn't do themselves any favors. Oh yeah, it's it's like out of all the other like eight seeds, it's the, the least likely one I wanted to play. Like I did not want to play UNC. Like they have a lot of NBA talent on their roster, you know, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're a very good team. They're a very good eight seed. Yeah. That's a tough eight seed to go up against first time. All right, Connor, let's start it off with your Michigan Wolverines before we go into your Drake Bulldogs. Uh, somehow they got ahead of Rutgers and in Indiana. I mean, seven, I know, man, they got some better quality wins on their resume, but man, 17 and 14, that's, uh, that's a tough resume to bring in there. And then the fact that they don't have to do a play-in game and that they get to play a non-Power 5 team in their first round, that'll be at a good one in Colorado State. Uh, pretty decent draw for them. Yeah, and in Indianapolis, too. I mean, yeah. they. I'm not going to defend the uh, luck of the draw that they were given. I, I don't think that they deserve it. I, would, I don't even think they really deserve to be in the tournament, to be honest. Um, but... Again, yeah, like they've been handed an opportunity on a silver platter. I don't really think any of the six seeds are 
solid this tournament. Like, I think I could see all of them going down. So I think being in that 11 spot, there's definitely, you know, an opportunity to make a little bit of a run. But with the record 17 and 14, I mean, you win a little over 50% of your games, and a lot of them have been night and day, which Michigan team shows up. So they could easily lose by 20 to Colorado State. So you never know. Well, Juwan Howard's back coaching after his suspension, and uh, some Michigan fans think that's a good thing, some the bad thing, but uh, he's back. But you know what? They made an elite eight run last year, and um, mm-hmm. they always seem to find some magic in March for some reason. Let's talk about Drake, man. After a heartbreaker to Loyola, I know how that – me and Josh know how that is, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, they didn't even get an NIT bid. What the heck? Yeah, that was uh, that was disappointing. I – I don't know. They're the they're the number one seed in the CBI. I'm assuming that stands for College Basketball Invitational. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we will hang our head on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was kind of disappointing. And to be so close, I mean, Loyola went on like a 19-0 run against them in the yeah. championship game, so you can't let that happen. But yeah, it's just not the same. I'm watching – I've watched uh, the – full game highlights of Drake beating Wichita state in the playing game last year, like 12 times in yeah. March, just to, <laughs> just to have something to look back on. But yeah. Best way bad. to wash over the sadness is some, is some drinks and watching highlights of the old glory days. Exactly. Completely agree. <laughs> All right, Josh, our Illini, um, they kind of stayed a little, little stagnant from the last time we talked about them, but oh, man, yeah. I'm still really excited about them. Like, I still think there's a, like a decent path in front of them. Um, I think they're starting to click at the right time um, and finally starting to get he- healthy, maybe minus Jacob Grandison, but Coleman mm-hmm. Hawkins is starting to surge forward and be a really productive four for them. Andre Corbello is finally healthy and he's looking yep. really good the past uh, two weeks and really turned around uh, this team's offense and d- he's really underrated on defense. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. How, how do you feel about our Illini? Um, yeah. I mean, I think we match up well against most teams in our, in our region. Um, I think Kofi was just named to the, um, the first team. Yeah. American first team. So like maybe, you know, he'll be hungry for some more um accolades i would hope um but yeah and, and i also hope that uh losing early in the round uh, in the big 10 tournament kind of is like a like a reminder of how early we lost last season too in the tournament um and uh they can like get that out of the way early and then make a deep run yeah yeah definitely um yeah, hopefully it's a good reminder and, um, you know, maybe whatever they got to do to have a different mindset going to this tournament, uh, maybe, you know, without all the COVID protocols and they actually get to spend time with each other on a practice court and mm-hmm. um, actually go through all the festivities. Hopefully it pays off for them. But how about Texas A&M, man? Make it all the way to the SEC championship game. Yeah, crazy. And uh, just still just could not sniff the, yeah, the tournament. Um, and Indiana got in. With like two bogus wins, in the yeah, and a uh, and beat Notre Dame on a neutral site this season too, and they're in the playing game. So I don't know, like that's that's what you want, right? You want right. these like these teams making these like crazy runs at the end to push them into the tournament right at the end. Like that's like exciting, and I'm sure a lot of people would tune into that. But yeah, to just get snubbed like that, 
Uh, it was rough. Maybe COVID will hit hard again and maybe we'll get in, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Um, but yeah, number one seed in the NIT. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed it, but yeah, it was I, a yeah, heck of a run at the end. I think uh, Virginia Tech also would have been out had they lost that championship game against Duke because um, they slid in right there at 11, one of the final 11 seeds. So, yep. Um, I mean, the conference tournament does kind of hold something and also kind of, do- I mean, it's it's really just a crapshoot, it seems like, with the committee, depending on the conference they're looking at every year. So, um, I don't know what to think of it. I'm not sure. All right, boys, let's start to dive into the rest of the field here outside of our teams. Let's talk about sleeper teams, dark horse teams. Just who's going to make a run that's, let's say, like maybe five seed or worse. Um, and that's like a really good threat to the to the final four. So, Josh, I'll start it off with you, man. Who do you think uh, you got for a, a dark horse team that can make it mm. run into the tournament? Group of five, or not even group of five, but just uh, non-power five or, uh, uh, or, or power five there. I looking at the bracket. The first thing that jumps out to me is New Mexico State. Don't know why. I just think that their path to to get to the the final or to the not the final, but to make a deep run. Always, I I never think that they can make a deep run, but then they always do. But it's I always feel like they're like just on the brink of just you know blowing it up and losing. So I think New Mexico State. Uh, can get out of the the west region um, make some sort of push um, maybe even South Dakota State honestly they yeah. they like dominated their conference um, I think they're right in the hot hand going into the tournament and you know they know how to beat up on teams so yeah one little nugget Josh I'm surprised we didn't draw Akron in the first round uh, with John Gross uh, old Illinois coach uh, oh, coaching Akron now and they're, yeah they're a 13 seed and we're a four uh, for a committee that loves narrativism I'm surprised they didn't line us up with uh, that hot Mac team over there all right Quinn man um, Oregon State sold their soul last year for an elite eight run and they're pay- they paid for it this year with like a three and 28 record yeah, um, pretty uh, pretty disappointing year for the Beavers. Um, <laughs> Who's your team this year? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Scarlet Knights. I'm gonna go with Rutgers. Um, okay. I think they got a really easy path. Honestly, I don't think Alabama's nothing special. Uh, I they're hate not Duke. playing in New Jersey though. I, only... the, it's a little <laughs> yeah. scary, but I yeah. think uh, you know Ron Harper Jr. will make any big shot he takes. I don't care if it's from full court; he'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then uh, my other team is actually UAB. I think they'll get past Houston, and I think they'll get past Illinois. But um, <laughs> sorry. So those are like the two teams. They got a guy, Jordan Walker, who's just a bucket getter. He can score like 30 easily. So I would say Rutgers or UAB would be my two sleepers. And then uh, Miami as well in the Midwest. The Midwest is weak. I actually have Miami going to the Final Four as a 10 seed. Um it's just a really weak uh, region. Like Kansas is not a good number one. I don't think Auburn's really good number two either. So I would say those three teams are my sleepers for sure. Dark horses for final four. And I actually even have Miami in my final four. So nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Miami, I, I would have, if you would have told me that like two months ago, I would have just said no shot simply because Auburn was in that bracket and they just looked unbeatable. Like one of the best teams that we've seen in the past yeah. decade, but they, I mean, not that they really just went on a big losing streak, but they just haven't looked um, invincible like they did 
uh, the beginning of the season. So good pick there. Connor, who you got? I um, Quinn was kind of picking on the, the Midwest. I think the East is also a really weak read. We were talking about Baylor being a relatively weak one seed. Yeah. I can see – I have UNC beating Marquette, and I can see UNC beating Baylor as well. I just think that, like, whenever a one seed, you know, you get those eight, nine. I think Kentucky was, like, an eight seed a while back, and they beat Wichita State. You never want to meet one of those teams that, you know, has that culture of winning in the tournament that early on. So I could see them making a run. I think, you know, touching on Oregon State, you saw the momentum winning a conference tournament. I would not want to see Virginia Tech anytime soon. So I can see them making a, a run through it. And then staying in there, I think Murray State, I mean, they're 28 and two. They are same thing as South Dakota State. They went through their conference undefeated, I think. Um, and they're one of their losses was to Auburn. Like they, that is not a team that, Kentucky will want to come up against in the second round. And I could see them, you know, surprising a few people on the national stage. Yeah. Great pick. And uh, yeah, conference tourneys, they can, you know, we saw with Illinois last year, they were probably the most unbeatable team after the conference tournament, but we saw, but they were kind of like the overwhelming favorite though, but you saw Oregon state, they weren't even supposed to be there, but that momentum just kept carrying them forward that they just thought they belonged. And for a few, for a couple of weeks, they did belong. Uh, Virginia Tech, like you're saying, man, that that's a dangerous team. I have them going to the Sweet 16 and, uh, you know, losing a close one to Kentucky. But um, I really like that Virginia Tech team. They're just a fun team to watch. So all aboard of that. And my my team, I think they've been frauds all year long. And I think a lot of national media would say that they're frauds also. Uh, I'm going to go Memphis making uh, a deep run um, into the tournament just because of all their talents. Uh, might be able to just get them out of drag them out of a game. I think they'll take care of business against a non power five school in Boise state mountain West school. Um, and then Gonzaga, they're not used to facing NBA talents um, week in and week out. So I think they're primed for an upset if they're, if they sleep on Memphis there, especially since Memphis isn't a very highly rated team, but uh, talent wise, they're one of the best in the nation, even if they haven't been playing like it. So who knows? Who knows? So that, that's my team. But we've mentioned Baylor a few times, guys. Uh, maybe the most overrated ones, maybe not overrated one seed. They're still a one seed, but maybe uh, probably the biggest non-threat, I guess, to a final four of the one seeds. Um, Quinn, you got any other big overrated teams on the bracket here? Yeah, Baylor was definitely my big one. I think whoever wins that UNC Marquette game will actually beat Baylor. Um, my other one is actually Wisconsin. I think if Johnny Davis is not healthy, they're actually horrible. Like yeah. a, a terrible team. And I don't think he's hundred percent healthy. And I believe their their draw is Colgate. I actually have Colgate winning that game. I still don't think Johnny Davis is hundred percent healthy. And um keeping with the trend of um Big Ten schools, I don't think Purdue. I think they're gonna get knocked out early too. Um they're really talented. I don't really know how to read Purdue. Like I can't say they're bad. But I think a lot of people have them going far. I could definitely see them losing in the second round to a team like Virginia Tech that's, like, really hot right now. And then I would also say um, Texas Tech. I mean, I know people are like, oh, oh they, they had, like, a really good year for, like uh, – like, they weren't supposed to be good. But I don't know. I just don't yeah. – I don't see Texas Tech as a great team. I could see them losing in the second round to Rutgers or even Alabama. So those would be my three overrated teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, just harping on the Big Ten. I, I agree with you about Wisconsin. I have them losing to Iowa State in the second round. 
Um, and then Purdue, I, for all that talent and returning production that they bring back and to not even um, share a Big Ten title, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take our Big Ten title, our Illinois Big Ten title to the bank. I'll, I'll take it all the way. That was awesome. Um, but really, I thought the Big Ten was – I know they got nine teams in this year, but overall I thought they were pretty weak. Yeah. Talent-wise and uh, the fact that – I think Purdue the Big Ten is one of those conferences that, like, I wouldn't surprise me if, like, the teams lost in the first round, but also wouldn't surprise me if they like made it to the final four. That's like every team. Like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Ohio State like made it really far. It also wouldn't surprise me if they lost in like the first round. But the Big Ten has a lot of teams that could either go far or lose like right away. It just wouldn't surprise me because they're kind of just like I don't know. Some of them are unpredictable in my opinion. No, I I agree. It's just um, Big Ten as much as I love it, it just does not perform well in the in the tournament uh overall so um i would agree with with you on wisconsin and purdue there being choice all right kind of who you got for uh probably one of the more overrated teams in the bracket i think i'm just not buying i mean they're at a five seed so i'm not sure you can even call them overrated but houston's just been a team that you know it's always been in the rankings they have a really good record I just think that, you know, they play in a little bit more of a visible league than Gonzaga. And so, you know, they play the Memphis, they play the SMU, that kind of thing. And so I'm just not sure I'm buying them as a five seed. You know, I like UAB in that matchup as well. I think Mm. it's going to be, I I don't know. I I think they've got a little too much going for them. And then the other one this year for me was Kansas. I, I think they were pretty resoundly a a number one seed, but I, I I don't know. I, I just have, have struggled to see them as real championship contenders. And I could see them. I would not be surprised if they get knocked out rather early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kansas would probably be one of the best, like three seeds or two seeds that we've seen, but like one seed is just, eh, it just, you know, mm-hmm. it just is what it is for me. Um, I don't know. I'm not, not too, not too inspired by them. I um, mean, Houston uh, for losing two of their top scores uh, earlier this year, calendar year. Um, and I know they've kind of stayed stagnant because they play in the American athletic conference. So they really just don't run into too many quad one games. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that Ken Palm loves them, but it just, I'm not too convinced by them. And I think it's kind of cruel what the committee did was pairing Illinois and Houston in the same pod there, because those were probably the two most injured teams all of this year. Um, and the fact mm-hmm. that they have to square off against each other um, kind of, kind of sucks for, for one for those <laughs> fan bases, but um, yeah, I can see that about Houston, especially, I think they lucked out into the final four last year when Illinois lost early. And since Illinois was in an easy, easier bracket, Josh, who you got for your overrated teams in this bracket? Yeah, I agree in saying Wisconsin. That was going to be my pick. Um, they're just an entirely different team without um, Johnny Davis. And, like, um, they didn't. They also didn't really do that well in the Big Ten tournament. So the yeah. fact that they, they got a high seed just for getting a share of the Big Ten title, um, you know, I don't think it bodes well. Um, and I also agree that, yeah, Baylor is a pretty weak one seed. And then next, yeah, I would say Kansas. Um, another team that wasn't ever really on my radar was Texas. They, they barely made 500 in their conference and they got a six seed. And like, I think we, we've all talked about how hot Virginia tech is. I think, uh, I honestly, I honestly think Texas is the underdog in that game. So 
Josh, year after year, I've picked Texas or Florida State because they're just those long athletic guys, like one yeah. through five that can just handle the ball like they're point guards, but can just run it up and down the floor. So athletic, what the NBA loves. And I'm like, man, that's definitely got to translate to a final four run. And it never works <laughs> never out does. for when I pick either of those teams. And so I'm done. I'm done picking Texas and Florida. I know Florida State's not in it this year, but right. I'm done picking Texas of the world. So, um, yeah, I'm on board with you right there. And I feel – we all kind of feel the same way about Virginia tech and the momentum they're riding in, but uh, all right, let's talk about what everyone came here to listen for our final four picks talking about uh, our, per- our perfect brackets culminating in our uh, true champions too here that I, I think I've, I'm pretty confident it's going to work out here. So Quinn, man, who you got for your final four pick and then uh, your ultimate championship game. Oh uh, yes. Out of the West, this is kind of tough, but I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I still think they'll they're the best team out there. Um, even though I just said Texas Tech was overrated, <laughs> I still think they have a shot because their offense kind of struggles, but like their defense can hold anybody. So you never know there. And then the East, um, this was a tough one because I have Kentucky actually losing really early on. I have Baylor losing really early on. So I'm gonna go with UCLA uh, returning to the Final Four too. So a UCLA and Gonzaga matchup rematch in the Final Four. In the South is I'm going to go Arizona, another one seed. Um, their Kara Creasa got hurt, but if he plays, like they're probably the best team in my opinion. I think he's supposed to play. And then uh, out of the Midwest is kind of my shocker. I'm going with uh, the 10 seed Miami. Uh, Charlie Moore, their point guard, mm. he's been on four different schools. He's yeah. been in college basketball since like the Obama administration, so he's been there forever. <laughs> he's seen everything. So I mean, I like their guard play too, and guard play translates to a good – tournament run and then i'm gonna go with the gonzaga and arizona and i'm gonna take arizona as my champion this year um i think all around they got nba talent they got good guys that are gonna be good in college good coach first year coach that probably should win coach of the year so uh gonzaga's streak of losing when they should win continues in my book and that is my perfect bracket all right man nice yeah yeah, man, those seventh-year seniors, man, they die hard. Seniors yeah. die hard, but seventh-year seventh seniors die even harder. Uh, and, and UCLA had a pretty easy path last year when they were in 11th seed, and they kind of uh, got lucky with their path to the Final Four. Not that they were a bad team or anything, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, why you see some of these 11 or 12 seeds, higher seeds make it into the Final Four. They get some help. They get some help along the way, and uh, that's what March Madness is all about. So, um yeah, I feel like a lot of people will have Gonzaga and Arizona in the championship round because those those look like some of the two biggest hitters uh, uh, of the March Madness this year. All right, Connor, what about you, man? Final four and championship game. Yeah, so coming out of the West, I agree. I think Gonzaga, I, I don't necessarily see them being challenged by anyone that I think is truly going to beat them. Of the East, I have Purdue. Um, I don't know. I'm for, or, uh, the past tells me not to pick them going too far, but um, something about this team tells me otherwise. Um, Midwest, I have Arizona. I think that's pretty cut and dry. And then um, I have Auburn coming out of the, the Midwest. Um, and stuff, you've heard this before, but I have a Gonzaga-Arizona final with uh, Arizona winning it all. I just hey. I finally got to watch this team play in the Pac-12 tournament. Um and they, I mean, their defense is incredible. They've got like a couple big guys that just 
don't let anything near the rim. And I think that, um, you know, if they're fully healthy, I don't think anyone can stop them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. Josh, buddy, what are you thinking, man? Uh, yeah, we totally did not uh, all get on a call before this to pick our brackets. <laughs> I also have Gonzaga, Arizona in the finals with Arizona winning. <laughs> um, but uh, coming out of the East, I agree with, with Quinn. I have UCLA coming out of the East. Um, I think all three teams above them, Baylor, Purdue, and Kentucky are beatable. And UCLA is returning a bunch of guys from their final four run last year that know what it takes to get there. They're a solid team. They're like built for this final four run. So I could see them doing it again. Um, And then in the Midwest region, like I see why Quinn, that's like the, the uh, region he picks to just have a a crazy blow up upset. Just, I could see so many paths happening here. So many upsets. It has the potential to explode. Um, for that reason, though, I picked Kansas. I think just as the one seed, I think they can get through, get through it all. Um, but I think, yeah, in the lower, in the in the middle, or like lower down in the bracket, there there will be some some upsets, some some explosions. But uh, I have Kansas getting out of there. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, Gonzaga and Arizona in the finals with Arizona winning. <laughs> all right. Well, let me ask you guys this. Last year, I know Illinois got a number one seed, and they were probably one of the, you know, favorite picks at the end because of what's, you know, that ridiculous they run, run they went on in February and March. Um, but, like, throughout the entire year, it felt like Gonzaga and Baylor was going to be the, the matchup in the championship. Uh, do you guys have that same feeling that it's just Gonzaga and Arizona? Are you more confident this year that that's going to be the championship pick as you were last year about Gonzaga and Baylor? Cause I feel like nationally last year it was Gonzaga Baylor for the most of the year. I would say I was really confident last year. This year I'm a little less confident about it, but I still like, I mean, I'm very confident about Arizona Gonzaga. Yeah. I think, I think I'm really confident in Arizona because even their side of the brackets like not great but i mean gonzaga will still have to probably get past duke as much as i hate duke like they're mm-hmm. still a very talented team and as you said danny that's a tough second round matchup against memphis yeah so yeah. that that one scares me more than anything to be honest and memphis can get past boise so i feel confident about arizona but not as much about gonzaga and definitely not as much as last year like i almost was, knew it was gonna be gonzaga and baylor last year but right. i just think Gonzaga, arizona two best teams i still think they get it done yeah, I think Arizona, like from the start of the year, they knew that they were like the powerhouse um, and they kind of held true to that throughout the whole season. So, yeah, I agree. Arizona being in the finals, I'm pretty confident. And and yeah, I mean, with Gonzaga, they they're always a one seed. They all we always have such low expectations of them, but they always like somehow get there. So, yeah. you know, I think uh being not being confident in them is like exactly what it will take for them to make it to the finals. Right. And I think they just, this year they're, they're not that as good of a shooting team as they were last year. No. Um, I think with Suggs, with Kispert, they had a little bit of a different look, you know, obviously they've got Holmgren now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, they definitely have added some that they've lost, but I, I just see them in a little bit more, like in a few more competitive matchups than they would have necessarily liked. Um, and so, you know, I agree with Quinn. I honestly think Memphis can give them a game. Um, 
And then, but, you know, looking at Arizona's path, I think they have the weakest eight, nine matchups, Seton Hall and TCU. I really don't see either of them giving them a problem. Yeah. Yeah. um, I would agree with that. And so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like they have really established themselves as one of the best teams and yeah, we'll see everything else from there is kind of just a crapshoot. Yeah. All right. So, so my final four picks, well, actually really quick, I bring up a good point for, as far as like the eight, nine matchups, I was just giving it a quick glance. Um, man, Baylor, I guess they're the weakest number one seeds makes sense, but um, Marquette, North Carolina, that's a really tough draw. Mm-hmm. And then Gonzaga to have to maybe play Memphis, uh, you know, Boise state is what it is, but Memphis, that's, uh, that's kind of unlucky for Gonzaga. They got to wake up for that. And it's a, That'll be a quick turnaround to prepare for all that talent, talent that they usually don't see too much. But yeah, Seton mm-hmm. Hall, TCSU for Arizona, not too, you know, eye popping or scary about that. I know TCU had a couple upsets in the Big 12 this year, but, um, you know, not that too scared of them. And then San Diego State and Creighton. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're fine. It's just, you know, they just don't scare you. So, all right, my final four picks. Um, I know Quinn had them getting knocked out really fast, but Texas Tech. Um, I just see maybe it's just whenever they play Texas, they just play like an NBA team. But uh, I really like just watching them play. And I just love that they're just that I have that underdog mentality. Um, and they, I feel like they they're still they still are disrespected across uh, not only nationally, but the Big 12 as well, just because Chris Beard isn't there. But obviously, there's still a really good program there. And then I have Kentucky making the final four there, too. I just think that's a, a really just good all around team. Maybe not as many injuries as Illinois and Houston, but definitely injuries have held them back this year a little bit, and um, they're they're looking good going into the the final four here. Um, and then out of the Midwest, I still have Auburn because Texas and Florida State aren't in the tournament anymore. Those long, athletic bigs that can just handle the ball like they're little point guards. Well, Auburn's my new team, so they're my <laughs> my new dream team. That's just gonna make heartbreak me again and um just i'll have to learn my lesson again this year but um they're my final four pick out of the midwest out of the south uh i do have illinois and i will say it's kind of biased but also not kind of biased if it wasn't illinois i would probably put tennessee to be honest because arizona um they're missing their starting point guard i don't know if you guys saw his ankle but it looks bad and um, yeah, he's not going to be able to put on any weight. He's probably going to be out this weekend. And even if he does come back next weekend, um, I doubt he's going to be at full strength. And Illinois, when they lost to them earlier this year at home to Arizona, they didn't have Andre Curbelo playing like he was. He wasn't even playing. So um, just having him and a player that they've never seen, it's hard to prepare for Andre Curbelo. I know he can be just like a whirlwind and he can either – kill you or he can really just send you on a deep run he's that type of player that can that can do it um so i'm just you know flipping a coin here that andre cabello is going to have one of his better games and just look like an all-american and um they'll be able to knock off arizona who's not going to have their point guard or at least a non-full strength arizona um and then they're after the elite eight on i have illinois being biased because winning it so i don't know if but uh yeah so i have illinois beating kentucky in the championship game uh, to do it at so all right guys it's a lot of fun i'm uh interested to see um who we got but uh you know how our brackets work out and everything we had our own group and we'll, we'll, we'll compare notes at the end here but uh let's one little fun thing let's do at the end i'm gonna go around the room really quickly 
Uh, pick a 15 seed that you think has a chance oh. of knocking off a two seed. And uh, we'll hitch our wagons to that and be fans of those teams. Let's all pick something differently. I'll just go last and uh, since I came up with it. And, uh, let's all pick a different team and latch our wagons onto that and, and have some fun with it. So, um, Connor, I'll start with you, man. Which 15 seed do you think you want to – you don't want to start off with you got the number one pick, man. Well, see, this is, I actually have this 15 seed winning. So oh, okay. This is perfect. Thank you for starting me. I think Delaware will beat Villanova. Okay. That's my blue hands, Jameer Nelson Jr. Say no more. I love it, man. I love the comment that you had it. I mean, it, we've seen it happen. I mean, we've obviously mm-hmm. the 16 one is very rare. We've only seen it once, but the 15 two, it's not, you know, out of the world of possibility. Stupid Duke had it happen to them, and uh, hopefully it happens again. All right, Josh, who you got, money? Speaking of Duke, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, CSU Fullerton, let's do it. Um, if Duke has proved anything this season is that they can't win big games. Uh, so I, they could choke it early on. Coach K just, just gets to walk off in embarrassment. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Quinn, who you got, man? Uh. I'll take Jacksonville State because I got Miami going to the Final Four, so it'll be easier if Jacksonville State beats yeah. Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> be Jacksonville State. So uh, definitely Jacksonville State for me. But I agree on that Delaware pick from uh, Connor. I feel was pretty overrated. I think Delaware could actually give him a game, but I'll go with Jacksonville State. Yeah, that's a good pick, actually, Connor. That, I like that. Ooh, man, that could really bust some brackets. I don't, I don't even know if people had Villanova going too far anyway. Because I, I think, Quinn, yeah, you're right. They're kind of like overrated, in my opinion. And I think other people see them that way, too. I, I'm surprised to see them on the second seed. All right, that leaves St. Peter's for me. Uh, I'm not sure what state that's in. <laughs> they're, <a new laughs> they're the Peacocks, though. <laughs> the Peacocks. So you got that the mighty, mighty Peacocks. All right. All right, we got it. We got our 15 seeds. We got our final four teams. Underdogs, overrated teams. This is awesome, guys. Let's try to get together uh, the rest of the way of the March Madness, see how we're doing, and uh, compare some notes. And, man, this is such a fun month. The conference tournaments yeah. were a lot of fun. Champ Week was awesome. I think this is probably – Thursday, Friday is probably one of the best, like, days of the year. And then Saturday Sunday are just as fun. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just – it's amazing. I will not be getting anything done in clinic probably. Nope. <laughs> I'll just be – yeah. All right. Everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all soon.